Welcome back to Vitamin D. Dawn Day here, ready to introduce you to your best self. On this episode, we're going to be talking about cycles, specifically vicious cycles. You know, those strongholds and those situations and sometimes even relationships that you keep finding yourself in over and over and over again. Like for me, my vicious cycle has always been my weight. I have battled my weight my entire life. In fact, as an adult, I stand at like 5'5", and I don't even say 5'5 and a half on a good day. And my heaviest has been 254, while my lowest has been 191. And I felt it so fitting to invite this special guest on the show today, Janelle Hughes, a.k.a. the Black Vegan Chick. Why would I put dead animals and dead flesh into my body um, when I could be putting living, growing, healthy, beautiful things that were placed on this earth to give us nourishment? Just like me, she's battled her weight her entire life, except she has lost 100 pounds on three separate occasions. Janelle sat down with me to talk about how we can get out of these vicious cycles, how to break them and understanding our relationship with them. And in the course of the conversation, we found ways to apply these same concepts to other aspects of life. So without further ado, take a listen. Get your vitamin D right here with me and get excited about your life. How are you? Good. Doing good. Nervous, but good. What? Listen, we had our, we had pedicures and manicures. (laughs) We're just going to talk. I was sitting here and I was just thinking, I was like, I'm getting prepared. And I was like, you know, I feel like some emotions might come out on this because this is this is this is real. And, you know, being a plus size girl for my whole life Mm -hmm. and then actually having to uncover to get to the root of it. And it just reminds me because I I, I'm trying to I'm working on the process of identifying my relationship with food. And, you know, have you ever heard the quote, like, don't live to eat, but to eat to live? Yes, I quote that all the time. What does that mean to you? It means like you have to understand that for me, food is not it's no longer a form of entertainment. It's um, a form of nourishment. And when you change your ideology behind food, like and you understand that it's for nourishment, then you'll put things in your body that's going to help you live that's going to give you life and not things that are giving you death um which is one of the things with like veganism for me why would i put dead animals and dead flesh into my body um when i could be putting living growing healthy beautiful things that were placed on this earth to give us nourishment well ladies and gentlemen there you have it welcome to the vitamin d podcast i have the one and only janelle hughes with me and uh aka the black vegan chick and we're going to be talking about your incredible journey on your weight loss. I was reading and coming to the understanding. I didn't know this. Even when we met years ago on the show Curvy Style with Timothy Snell on BET. Hey. Where you were coming in to get a makeover. We were making over a curvy plus size women. And it was interesting, even all those years ago, and how we're sitting right here in front of each other. When you were selected to have your makeover, we had a manicure and pedicure moment and talked even more about life, aspirations. And and it was then that you told me how you, you passed your modeling career. You were dissolving a relationship. You know, you were talking about raising your children. But what we did not talk about is the fact that there was not once, not twice, but three times that you lost 100 pounds 
Yes, ma'am. Well, at that time, it was only two times. This is the third time that um, this time is actually 131 ish. That's a whole adult person. Yeah. <laughs> Congratulations. Thank you. And, you know, I used to work uh, when I would assist a motivational speaker. Her name is Lisa Nichols. And she has. Okay. Okay. <laughs> One of the things that she talked about, because she too has a weight loss journey story, and she discussed how you don't lose weight, you release it. Because when you lose something, you're on the flip side, you're looking to find it. Wow, that's good. And if it's away, let's get it away. So let's just talk. You've lost 100 pounds over three times, or this was the third time. What was your relationship with food? For me, growing up as a kid, uh, I have a sister. She's nine years older than me. So growing up, I was kind of like the only child. Um, And because I was already obese as a child, I was bullied, spit on, smacked, shoes thrown in my head every day. Um, I had a really traumatic childhood when it came to being bullied. And um, so much so that honestly, I attempted suicide three times by the time I was 14 years old. So what I did is I found myself going home every day after being beaten up and talked about, and I would just, it was me and food. That was my comfort. Um, That's what filled me up because I was so feeling so empty inside. And so I just used food to continue to eat and sit by myself and uh, try to make myself feel better, which in turn made me feel worse. But that's where my relationship was with it. Were you teased because you were overweight or teased for something else? Yes, because I was overweight. Mm, I think back with my earliest like encounter relationship with food. Um, my grandfather would oftentimes stay with us. And it was this thing. And I don't know if it's like in a black culture or just in general. Eat all your food so you can become big and strong. And that's what I felt like. I was like, okay, so I'm big and strong. And I would stuff myself sometimes. Mm-hmm. Sometimes to almost where I'm about to puke. And it's like, what? Mm-hmm. Now, the only difference, like for me, I wasn't necessarily teased for um, my weight. And if it was like, I don't know, I feel like in ways I compensated for it, it wasn't the look thing. Like you knew, but it wasn't something you teased. But of course, I'm not going to be invincible and say I didn't have those things. But I think also looking back and even looking at my life now, I see how I've let weight get in the way, the ways that I didn't know and how I used food as a coping mechanism. And I like how you said that, how... You know, when you use or not you or just a general, a person can use food to cope, but you don't realize the effect and how it can get worse in your life. Exactly. Yes, it becomes a, a, a habitual habit. Um, and then if it's not food, eventually it, it turns to other things. I mean, that's just addictions in general. Um, even if it's something as simple as social media, you know, where <laughs> there's so many things that, that you can replace when we when we need healing like real internal healing to go within um and for me it just happened to be food and like I said now food is no longer my source of death but my source of life I love that so what was the highest weight that you you got to I think I was like 309 uh yeah I was like 309 that was like in 2000 nine I believe um, I had actually auditioned for the biggest loser I went to LA was there for a week um, tried out for them I almost made it I made it to the final round like the final day and they sent me home like the day before <laughs> they finished the casting I was so devastated because it was like a whole six month process that I basically had to go through to get there but with them once again making me feel rejected like 
I wasn't good enough to even be on the fat people show. You know, that's kind of how I felt. So I took that motivation and came back home to Kansas City and I was determined that I was going to get that weight off. So that was the second time um, that I was able to do so. Okay. And I don't know if I what happened the first time. The first time was I was getting married, girl. And I was like, I will not be a fat bride. Mm -mm, That ain't happening. And (laughs) I used to see all the beautiful dresses. And when I had gotten engaged, I took my best friend with me. She was like a size two, three. And none of the dresses in the stores were my size. So I would take her with me and make her try on the dresses so I could, you know, imagine what kind of dress I wanted. And then I was like, forget this. Like, I'm going to have to lose this weight myself. So I got a trainer and worked out with the trainer for about a month and a half. And then I just took it on my own and did the rest. And I got into my dress. My wedding dress actually was too big. It almost fell off at the reception. Uh, Wow. (laughs) So it seems as though as far as when it comes down, once you put your mind to it, it's going to work. But I thought something was interesting because you said growing up not having, I guess, the best self-esteem because people teased you. Did you ever find it become a factor when it came to dating? Because I can imagine somebody that did suffer with that. And they're like, well, at least you got married and you have children. Woo, girl, you want to get deep, don't you? (laughs) Well, no, because I think about I think of ways that it probably has prevented me from meeting people of just not knowing what I was going to wear and be comfortable in wearing it. Well, I I would agree that I'm sure that is an issue for me. I met uh, my ex-husband when I was 14. So we were high school sweethearts and we were together from 14 up until we got married and then eventually divorced. But now that I'm in the dating scene, um, I took a a year, a couple of years off to just work on myself and find myself. Now I'm in the dating scene, but I'm a smaller size. Um, so I don't have no problems now. <laughs> OK, so you did you find did you find a dating heart when you were larger? I wasn't dating. Because I was married. I was in relationships. So. Oh, okay. Th- okay. Okay. But And then once you got back to dating, it was after you released the weight. Yes. That is amazing. So, you know, when you, you ever hear somebody say, oh, you got to be fat and fabulous. Is that such a thing? I, I mean... The face that you made is exactly what I feel because it's like, yes, embrace who you are. But at the same time, are you really loving yourself like you should be? How can you? I agree with that. I feel like that's an excuse. I feel like that's a mental excuse that people will say, instead of me doing what I need to do to be the best version of myself, I'm going to quote unquote, accept myself because I don't want to put in the work to get better. I mean, it's, it's hard work. It's emotional and mental uh, work to get to that type of thing, to become the healthiest version of yourself. And instead of people wanting to do that, they'd rather just be like, I'm fabulous. I'm fat. I'm thick. I'm this. I mean, we, it's just so many excuses. Yes, you're still a beautiful person at a larger size that doesn't take away from our beauty. But can you fully be really fabulous if you're not at your best? And when we're overweight and unhealthy, we're not at our best. Right. And, and I want to be clear that, of course, this is not to shame anybody if you have any diseases or illnesses. But it is also to say that if that's not the case, what are you doing? Because and, and just because you may be a larger girl, because I've always been active. And mm-hmm. I've had times that I've healthy and I've never, I haven't, I, I don't think I've ever been, I can't remember the last time I was a size 12, maybe <laughs> as a child, like young, young, but I was always active. I was always playing sports and some things like that. And, and, and just like how you were saying, how you use food to do that coping mechanism. I did the same thing because it was like my moment, my private moment that I can eat my relaxation, my getaway, you know, to say that, OK, Dawn, um, let's enjoy this food for self. Been there, done that. And I was just looking at your Instagram account and I was just looking how you're grinding. You're talking about all oh, the consistency. What do you think caused you to 
maybe let's go from the second and third time to gain the weight and bring it down, gain the weight and bring it down. The first time when I regained the weight, that was due to pregnancy from my first child. And that's actually when I got the largest, when I got up to 309 after that. And when I auditioned for The Biggest Loser, not only was I my self-esteem bad for myself, but here I am. I have a whole husband at this point in time and now I have a whole child. And I, I felt like I can't let my daughter go through what I had to suffer through as a child. There was no way I could do that. And people thought I was crazy. Let me tell you, I mean, from breastfeeding my children to um, not allowing them to eat certain foods as, as they were younger, I, I heard it all. People not wanting them to have the formula because of the preservatives and things and that. I, I got dogged, and, but I did not care. I was determined they would not suffer like I had to suffer, that if I had anything to do with it, that they wouldn't. However, if they weren't going to suffer, I needed to be an example as well. And so that was my motivation. Um, I wanted my husband to be attracted to me, you know, like uh, that was part of it. And the other part was my my children. And then the third time after getting divorced, knowing I was going to be getting back into the dating field, this was going to be my first time dating as an adult. I had never been on a date as an adult. <laughs> like I was 14 the last time and I just didn't want to go in. So it was baggage. You know, mm. I knew that there was all of that was so much baggage tied to childhood trauma and triggers and things that I needed to work through. And I, I, I wanted, I want a healthy man, you know, when he comes. And so I wanted to be my healthy version of me. Cause I mean, I believe we mirror each other. How can I go into a relationship and ask for something from someone else if I can't even do it for myself? Absolutely. And if that's going to be your better half, like, you know, I want to reflect an almighty, like a king, a queen, you know, whatever your thing is, but just reflecting being exactly what you're saying. And so when you found that you were seeking that, what made you go the route of being a vegan? How long was that? Was that the contributing factor to the weight loss? That's a great question. I had always been interested. I watched the documentary uh, years ago, What the Health? Um, and the first time watching that documentary, it struck a chord with me. And there was something about it that it just resonated with me. And so I actually became a pescatarian for a year, which is uh, eliminating all of meat except for fish and seafood. And I did that for a year and I loved it. And then, of course, I fell off again and started eating more. Um, then I went to vegetarian uh, for another year. And I loved that, too, and fell off again and <laughs> gained the weight back. This time was different. I was on a spiritual fast um, in 2019 uh, from at January to the end of February. And in February on my birthday that evening, I got extremely sick and was I had to rush myself to the hospital. Um, I had stomach pains that were so bad, I crawled through the parking lot to get to the emergency room. Um, when I was there, they were like, oh, there's nothing wrong. You know, we can't find anything. You might have gas. And they left me in the bed for like four hours until they figured out what's wrong. Well, about the four hour mark, they rushed in, told my parents they could not talk to them, but they had to take me down because I was super sick. So we found out I had septis, um, septic blood, which is extreme bacteria in the bloodstream and had emergency surgery that morning. Um, and they were like, if I wouldn't have came in that night, it was so bad, I would have passed away. I was already on the vegan journey at that point for about three weeks. And while I was in the hospital for that week, I told them I wanted to continue to stay on it. And so they continued to give me vegan food that I ate. And then from there, 
I just, that's just something that I really wanted to continue to do, especially after having sepsis. They don't know where the bacteria came from, how it got into my bloodstream. And I was just the first thing my thought was food, my intake, the stuff that I'm putting in my body. So I'm just going to continue to go on this route. And with uh, veganism, I lost weight so fast this time. <laughs> It was amazing, almost to the point like now I have to be careful because I'd be like, dang, I'm losing my booty. I want a little bit more booty than this. Like, <laughs> I'd be like, let me eat some more carbs because I wasn't trying to get that skinny. But yes, this time it's been, um, it's much different than the other two times. It hasn't been that much effort at all because you don't have all the preservatives. You don't have the hormones that are being um, ingested into the animals going into your body. And so your body just goes back to a, a natural state. And I love it. So let me ask you this. Well, I find, and I find this challenging because right now I'll say like I'm a flexible vegan. I have a vegan meal plan that I eat, but I still have my moments because like I love food. Mm -hmm. I love the color. I love the texture. I love the taste. I love everything, the environment of what it feels like. But at the same token, I had to choose to love me in the right way. And just like how your story of just going up and down and up and down, you know, getting to a place of keeping it consistent. But the one thing that I see prevails and I find that a lot of people who may be seeking out the path of being a pescatarian or a vegetarian or actually a vegan is the carbs. And they'll be like, oh, well, that's just a fat vegan. You, were you ever a carb girl? <laughs> that's always been my problem. How did you how are you stopping it? What's what's the secret? Tell me. Girl, if I can be honest with you, I think the carbs actually helped me because I work out so much. That's one of the differences. A lot of people will change their food, but they don't work out along with it. Or they'll work out a lot, but they don't change their nutrition. And for me, I had both. I was walking four miles a day every single, like six days a week. Um, and so I can actually afford to and, lift, and weightlifting. I weightlift for an hour 45 minutes to an hour a day on top of that. So I needed the carbs in order to help with the muscle and give me the energy. I, I wouldn't have survived just off of veggies. So my suggestion would be to do the nutrition and the physical. Um, that's the best way to be all around. Yeah, they say 80% of it is your nutrition and then the 20% is the exercise. Now, let me ask you this. Experiencing such extreme weight loss more than once, how did you get your skin and your elasticity to come back? weight training that's how you do it and it's not all the way back like now I haven't been lifting in like two weeks and so my arms I can tell my muscle mass is starting to like shrink again uh, and the, like, the good thing is that I have muscle memory because I've been lifting weights for so many years so it'll take me about two weeks and I'll be you can look on my Instagram I'll be like hey <laughs> but um, yeah if you weight train that's what a lot of people miss they stick to cardio and you should do in my opinion more weight training than you do cardio Mm -hmm. And then then I hear people say, oh, I don't want to become muscular. But actually, like you said, and I've heard you actually lose more weight because of the muscle, because, you know, you're burning a lot more because of that. Yes, ma'am. So did you ever get caught up on the, the, the number on the scale? I don't use scales anymore. That's why, like, now I say 130 ish. Um, I, I, I don't believe in scales. Uh, I believe in the way my clothes fit and trying on things. I have my phone is probably about to go dead because I have so many before and after pictures where I wear the same shorts and you see me like 35 million times. <laughs> and to me, that helps me know um, rather than a number on the scale because it can shift so much if you have something that's got a lot of salt and a lot of sodium in it. Then, I mean, you'll have water weight on it and then you'll get all depressed and upset because the number of the scale says. So I tell people all the time, throw the scale away. 
period. And if you just focus, get you a pair of jeans that you want to fit into, hang them up in the closet, try them on every three weeks and go from there. Wow. And even talking about that and how you're, you were talking about walking every day and keeping the clothes in the measurement. How long did it take you to drop the 130 pounds, you say, this third time? January is when I started the actual vegan diet plan. Sorry, I don't like to reuse the word diet lifestyle. Thank um, you. So yes. January to October. October. Yeah. Less than a year, 100 pounds. So it's, and you did it all natural. No fat burning pills, no nip tuck, nothing. No. Mm-mm. And you know, another thing too, I feel like a lot of times people feel like the older they get in age, it's harder to lose weight. Did you mm-hmm. see a challenge from when you were younger to now? It was actually easier. Really? Do you think because you knew what the focus was or what made it easier? I think I knew what the focus was and I knew why I was doing it this time. It was for me. I'm glad you said that. It wasn't for a wedding dress. It wasn't for a husband anymore. It was all for me. And so um, when you have your mindset right and you know what you're going for and why you're going for it, I I believe it's easier to attain your goals. And when you talk about loving me and and, and attaining goals, you realize you attack everything that's good for you. And I think... That's how you know what the epitome of love, because even, you know, talking about being and attracting that mate and not wanting perfect, you want somebody that's going to love on you because if you're not loving you right, what can you give to me? What can I give to my relationship? What can I give to my kids? What can I give to my dreams? Because it takes a certain curation. It takes a certain mindset. And when you're talking about loving yourself, that's like being your own, your biggest cheerleader, even when you can't or you don't feel like you can get up. How did you do that? I see your posts. You're like, you know, everything started to change once you decided to wake up. I'm looking at a quote in in your video on Instagram and you're playing the Drake song. I'm so proud of you because I feel like when we're on this whole path of having to lose weight, it's a beat down. Oh, you need to lose weight. You're not cute to go. Okay, well, I'm not going to go out until I can fit into this dress or I don't want to be seen. Why is it important to be your biggest cheerleader? Nobody knows us like we know ourselves. Um, Nobody's there in the midnight hour when we're alone or nobody's in our mindset when you have certain thoughts. Um, There's many times that people pretend or they go on social media and put up their highlight reel and act like everything is all good, but really behind closed doors, they're hurting, they're devastated, they're depressed, they're miserable. I was that person. I was that person even in 2019 when I was making all those posts, um, trying to inspire and encourage the people. I was ill. I was sick. Um, what I didn't tell you is that I had gotten in a car wreck. I had a seizure on the highway while driving two weeks after I got out of the hospital for the surgery with my seven, six-year-old son in the backseat. And we went across the median, a truck tail ended us and pushed us down a 200-foot ravine and slammed us into a tree. Um, I lost my job. They laid me off while I was sick uh, three weeks later. And at that point, I realized that other than my family, it was me, God and my kids. And I couldn't depend on anybody else at that time to lift me up and pick me up to get up every single day to take care of these children, to take care of myself. I had done that for years. I had put so much into other people and into relationships hoping, wishing, and expecting that they would give back to me. And it failed every single time. But that's because all of the energy I was putting into others, I should have been putting into myself. And for me, this time, it was different. I I refused to give that energy to anyone else until I first gave it to myself and saw what the version of myself that I could have become. Wow. 
I think of what you're saying and I couldn't help but think of Lil Duval about what it means to live your best life. And that means to truly love you. And it's so interesting. Like, I'm like, oh gosh, I'm probably gonna get emotional. You know, being somebody that inspires. And it's like, Dawn, how much are you loving on yourself to do right by yourself? Not just for a moment because, you know, and I can assess the fact even how our paths crossed. We're women that when we want something, we're gonna get it. Yep. <laughs> we're gonna attract it. But I can't explain to you what it feels like to, to say, okay, Dawn, you said you want to lose weight, but everything in your life that you ever wanted, either you've gotten it already or you're clearly on the path and the journey to get it. What's stopping you from loving yourself, right? And loving yourself where you can give that. And I think a lot of times people aren't having those real conversations as to really what's hurting you. Because we live in a society where you're looking for the next distraction. And how I got to show up and be on. And sometimes you're not even realizing that you're trying to be on, but you're already on and not realizing everything inside is actually off. And so one of the things of just being a person of striving for greatness and, and loving self is to realize the faults are in self. And it's not necessary beat down. It's like, okay, we got some broken pieces. We got to put them together piece by piece in order to actually fulfill that whole piece. So now that you've gotten on your new path, What's a typical day of food looks like for you? Let's see. When it's a good day? <laughs> well, and that's a good question, too. Are there cheat days? And do you still eat meat sometimes or none? <laughs> so cheat days for me is different now because this is my lifestyle now. I'm not trying to lose weight anymore. So now I can do whatever I want to. <laughs> wait, wait. What does that feel like? I, so I saw on a picture, and it's public <laughs> information. You're at 175 now? If I check on Ish. the scale. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> I'm, I'm listening. Okay. Yeah. So this is a lifestyle now. So um, like I said, I can go get whatever I want to. Um, I don't have to worry about my weight really fluctuating at this point in time. Um, what was your question you asked me? I guess my question was, <laughs> what was a, a day of typical food for you? Okay. And if you did cheat. Okay. So if we're talking just a day when I was working, trying to lose weight, it would be avocado toast in the morning. Um maybe with some black beans on the side. Uh, then I would do like a fruit smoothie for a snack. Um, lunch would be, oh, tacos. I do tacos with black beans, uh, maybe some rice, um, jackfruit. I love to make jackfruit. <laughs> um, dinner or snack would be almonds. I eat a lot of almonds for protein, nuts, sunflower seeds, hemp seed, all of that. And then maybe a salad and sweet potato, baked sweet potato for dinner. And I do a gallon of water every when I was losing. I did a gallon of water every day. Now not as much, but really, I don't. Mm -hmm. I think sometimes people forget about how important it is for that water intake of flushing all that stuff out. Mm -hmm. Got to keep hydrated. Wow. Okay. And so on a cheat day, what is a cheat meal or cheat snack like? Does, so does that mean do you still eat candy? You do, but no dairy whatsoever. So that means no ice cream, chips. Do you have mm -hmm. soda or pop at times? Hmm? Okay. I had some earlier to make sure you know I was <laughs> like, I'm here, Dawn. Okay, okay. Yes, French fries, uh, onion rings, fried mushrooms. <laughs> so then, my next question for you is: um, What do you feel? A lot of people are the biggest misconceptions about being a vegan. That you cannot build muscle. Um, if you're vegan, that you're not getting enough nutrients. Um, 
and that you don't get to eat food that tastes good. And all of that's a lie. Absolutely. <laughs> Another thing that I hear, and I would love to get your thought process, because I pay for a meal plan, but it sounds like you prep your food yourself. Is it more expensive to be a vegan? Because a lot of people are like dismayed about that. And it does take some work, but you're nurturing the food you're putting in your body. There's two responses to that question. It can be more expensive to be a vegan if you eat if you eat a lot of processed foods still as a vegan, meaning you're going and getting beyond the meat burgers and the frozen patties that are like chicken patties and um, just eggs to replace your eggs. Now, if you're just being a vegan that eats fruits and vegetables mainly um, or raw vegan, then no, that's cheaper than anything. But yes, if you're consuming all the other stuff, it, it can be expensive at times. Okay. And are there any um, websites that you would recommend that people check out who are interested in in joining the vegan community? Other than the Black Vegan Chick. Hello. Or Black Vegan Chick on IG. Um, I share recipes, meals. Um, You can go to my YouTube page uh, from there and find the recipes. I actually have videos of recipes that I make, but um, that's what I would recommend first. And then from there, you might be able to find some. So tell me about it. So uh, speaking into the whole, the black vegan chick, tell me about your business. What does that mean? What is it about? And what are you hoping to accomplish with it? Um, When I first started black vegan chick, um, I was coming from the mindset of that. This has changed my life. Finally, I found something that um, has changed my life for good forever. And I feel like our community, as the Black community, we are so conditioned by our past, our history, from our ancestors being um, enslaved and getting the crap food left over to make chitlins and all this soul food. And we think that we can't live without that type of stuff. And then we're dying at the highest rates of high blood pressure, diabetes, high cholesterol because of what we're feeding. And so I wanted to give back to my community and to my culture and say, look, I'm one of you and I did it. And here is a way that you can do it as well. And so my main focus is on the African-American community and helping them to change and create healthy lifestyles and living. And I tell them all the time, you don't even have to become a vegan. You can just do one meatless meal a day. Let's just start there. Um, And here's how you can do it. Here's some recipes. Try it. You know, Um, that's my main focus for that platform. It's growing like crazy now, even farther than what I had thought. But um, I'm excited about it because the more I can help individuals get healthy and that children don't have to suffer like I did with obesity um, for years upon years, or they don't have to have these diseases that are, most of them are curable. If you just change the way you eat, you know, Um, I I just wanted to be an example to other people. So that was my main reason for doing I love that because I feel like it's just not enough resources or sometimes I feel you don't see enough people that look like you. So you don't know that it's possible. You don't know that, you know, afraid to ask the questions so you can receive the answers that you don't know that you don't know. Mm-hmm. Yes, ma'am. And I love I love what you're doing. I love that for being a resource because there are so many misconceptions. Like, is it too expensive? How can I start? The fact of being transparent uh, in the journey of saying it's an up and down. And I think even on this journey of understanding how to forgive self, like, you know, looking back, I had made a comment like before I I actually thought to even call you, I was sitting there on the phone with my friend. I said, I can't believe I did this to myself and and not in a bad way, but just to say, and, and she said, Dawn, what do you mean? And I was like, oh, I was just looking at my stomach, not in a bad way. It's just whatever she said. It's not just weight. 
She said that's whatever hurt, pain, whatever's going through that you don't realize that you don't know. And sometimes I think as parents, we do our best to transform. But I look back at my mom and some of the foods are things that she would allow me to eat. It's something that, that should not have been okay. A child should not be able to consume that just on limits. But, you know, we all do the best that we can and we know how and you find out differently, you know, years later why decisions were made the way they were made. But I think the thing that's so most powerful is understanding the art of forgiveness and understanding of being the big cheerleader and how, you know, it's a forever journey. Now, do you have any fear or does it ever cross your mind that you may gain the weight back? Oh, yeah. I've thought about that. I think about that often. I feel... I mean, you know that what they call happy weight. Like I'm like when I get in a relationship and I give me a boo, like <laughs> are we gonna be sitting out on the patio drinking wine every night? You know, out of town, like <laughs> all of the time. Um, and so that is a fear of mine, especially when y'all have a business that is pretty much around um, my platform is around the weight loss. Uh, but at the same time, if I do, I believe in compassion for oneself. Um, mm, why is that important? Because there's, we're not perfect. None of us are perfect. And, and I hate, I'm sorry, I just don't like the over expectation of anybody else having it, having that on anybody else or having that on myself. Um, I'm human and I'm going to make mistakes. And in those mistakes, every time, if I sit down with those mistakes, that's when I learn and I grow the most. I can look at them and look at them as an opportunity for growth. And so if it happens again, then, you know, we'll just say, okay, Janelle, let's figure out how we're going to get back to where we need to go and keep it moving. Just like I told you, my arms are jiggling now like they wasn't, you know, a couple months ago. I got to figure out how I'm going to forgive myself for not lifting for a couple weeks and let's keep it moving. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And then also uh, one thing that I was wondering, what was the process like for shopping for you? Were you the type of person that you would wait to buy something until you lost weight or you used it as ammunition or were you comfortable with buying clothes that fit the size that you were when you were larger and versus smaller now? Um, When I was larger, shopping was very emotional for me when I first lost weight because, um, look, I feel the tears coming now. When I was a teenager, high school, college days, the only place I could shop at really was Lane Bryant. And I wanted to be a Lane Bryant model back then because that's the only place I could shop at. And I remember walking past or going to the mall with my friends and they could shop at all these stores, limited, you know, express everything. Mm -hmm. And I couldn't even get my thigh in those pants. And I was so jealous. And so now when I walk into a store and it's like, I can wear anything I want to. I mean, like I picked up a dress the other day and was like, this is a small. And I was like, you're crazy. Like to even think. And I was like, I couldn't try it on, of course, because of the COVID stuff and brought it home and zipped it. And I, was like, I did that. <laughs> um, so shopping now is amazing, even though I don't buy anything because I don't go anywhere, but <laughs> other than workout clothes for the most part, but shopping is an amazing experience. And before, um, the first time I lost weight, I did do what you said. I went to Lerner New York and company. I think that's the name of it. I went there and picked out a pair of pants and I bought them and tried them on every three weeks until I finally got into them and cried and cried, cried, cried when I got into them. That is amazing. Congratulations on that. <laughs> is there anything that you would think or would you encourage somebody who is trying to lose weight or has aspirations? What would you say to them? I would tell them first to know your why. Um, that's one of the most important things to me because when you, you know your why, it helps you on the days that you're down and you're having bad days. And when you're honest with yourself, a lot of times our why has nothing to do with us. It has to do with 
everything around us and the people around us. And that's usually when people fall short and fail. So that's the most important thing to me. It's just is knowing your why and sticking to that on the days when you don't want to do something. Remember your why. Um, the times when you don't want to eat something or you're at the party and everybody else is eating crap and you got to sit there and eat your salad. Remember your why. Remember your why. I would also say change your mindset that that's a big thing that a lot of people are so we are so conditioned to be negative and we don't even realize it. Um, some of the people just this week, I can't tell you how many emails, DMS and messages I have talked to um, men and women that are trying to lose weight. And the first thing they say, I hate working out. I hate exercise. I don't want to do this. Uh, such and such and such. I can't get motivated. I'm like, do you hear everything you just said? Hate can't won't don't don't want to do this and I was like change all of that like you're bringing negative energy to the situation before you even start so how do you expect to be successful in that instead of saying you know working out I'm going to work out today because I want to achieve x y and z I'm going to drink this water because I want to achieve x y and z and so just changing your mindset from negativity helps so much like so much (laughs) wow I remember you talked about being on The Biggest Loser. And one of the quotes that I thought about years ago was, I'm tired of trying to survive. I want to live. And I actually saw that a contestant had said that on the show. And I meant when you were auditioning for it. Because I feel it's like an uphill battle when you're dealing with your weight. It's constantly a battle. And I think, like you said, knowing the why and changing the way you look at the food. And realizing from the very beginning, when you opened your mouth, you said the thing that changed you is that you saw it as a sense of fuel. And if you are a source of life, why wouldn't I insert life into life? Life begets life. But I I, I implore that because I think when you get to the point that you decide to wake up, that's when the change comes. When you realize it's not necessarily a struggle, it's a joyous occasion because now you've bursted through another limit. You've shown yourself to be impossible. I remember when I lived in New York before I moved to LA and I had lost 50 pounds. The lowest I had been was about what? 192? Heaviest I've ever been was about 250. And it was at that point when you get to a point where you can lose weight, you really feel like superwoman. Like you can do anything because it wasn't like I had to fight something to achieve. Everything I was going against was myself, my own mind. And I think that's the strongest control. And one of the things that I heard someone say, and I'm wondering even your thoughts on it. They say that you actually experience more freedom and discipline and having the structure. So how important it is to have you structure out your days. Do you do that or you just kind of go with the wind of how you feel and what you want to eat? Yeah, these days I do. But when I was trying to lose weight, of course, it was easier to have a plan. I'm a structured person. um, So that was much easier for me to do. You're much I feel like people can be more successful when you know what you want and where you're going. If you're just (laughs) if you're just out there just living, you know what I mean? I mean, I'm a free spirit, but in certain things you need to have to know what you want and where you're going and make a plan to get there. And so, yeah, I would suggest meal prep or figuring that out beforehand. Well, you know what I would suggest? I would suggest that anybody that wants to lose weight, looking to be inspired and seeking a better life, that they need to check you out because your story is absolutely phenomenal and it's amazing. And I commend you, Queen, because anybody that has experienced the journey of having to lose weight is not for the faint of heart. And the only difference between 
somebody that may battle weight, somebody that may battle drug addiction, addiction to going to the gym, anxiety, is that you can see it on us. And it doesn't make it any, it doesn't make it better or worse. Only worse in a sense because immediately you can judge and say what's going on. And and I hope that it's at a point now we realize of when we see people to see them and to realize that we all have something going on. And just like, you know, the song with Erica Badu, which you said you may mention before, bag lady, you're going to miss your bus. Dragging all them bags like that. Dot, dot, dot. Pack light. Thank you so much, Janelle. I appreciate you. You're done. I'm so excited. I've enjoyed this time with you as I did when I first met you. Um, I just want to say I appreciate you. You were a light to me back then when I first met you, which is why we stay connected. And I'm so excited and proud of your journey. You were doing phenomenal things. And I'm inspired by you all of the time. Like I watch you and look at you. I'm like, that girl is doing it. Let me get off my booty and do something. So please continue to bless all of these beautiful women that follow and men that watch you and follow you. We appreciate you. Thank you so much. And you inspire me too, because I'm coming back on the journey right now with the weight loss and working out. And I saw you and I'm like, wow, I saw you in them shorts. I said, wow, I saw you in that three part picture and you had a before. And then you were like, oh, this is from cardio. And then you got like, oh, I'm doing my strength training. I said, you better work. And I see you because if anybody has had to fight for something to see what you have done, not once, not twice, but three times. I'm only waiting for what's next. So I'm sitting front row and center to what you're about to do in any way that I can support you. Please let me know because you're a real one. You're truly a real one. And is there anything else? Can you just let everybody know how they can follow you? If you have a website or anything we should look out for coming from you, workout classes, meal plans, no workout classes anymore. I used to do training, but you can again follow me on IG at this time at the underscore black vegan chick. Um, also as the black vegan chick on YouTube and soon at whole five folds, uh, W H O L E spell out the number five fold, um, dot com. And we will be selling merchandise there. And that is just basically surrounded about around being whole in five different ways, which is spiritually, mentally, financially, nutritionally, and physically. Um, so <laughs> that will be launched in the next few weeks. But I'm excited about that. So yes, follow us there as well and support. And um, one of the, the vegan shirts that are first coming out that I'm excited about, I just want to say when you, you walk around in public with that on, it grasp people's attention and in our community they want to know a black person that's walking through walmart that says vegan and that's how people start asking questions and that is an opportunity to open up the door so people can change their lives and become whole i love it well i feel very whole and full after this conversation even if i thought of eating something bad i'm seeing you and i'm like you better leave remember your why dawn remember your why <laughs> well you have a very blessed one um thank you so much again and uh we'll talk again soon today's dose of vitamin d is all about releasing the excess baggage if you're finding yourself in vicious cycles chances are you're holding on to something if it might be depression it may be a toxic relationship it may be fear it may be anxiety whatever it is if you're holding on to it chances are it's slowing you down so I want to implore you today and forever always to pack light. Take note from Erica Badu. 
and realize all you must hold on to is you. Well, that's it for your dose of vitamin D. I want to make sure that you tune in to us every Monday for more inspiring conversations, more ways that we talk about how you can live your best life. And I also want you to follow me on all social media at Dawn Day Speaks. That's Dawn, D-A-I, Speaks on all social media. All right? I love you. And until next time, always remember, you are your greatest asset.